keeping rock and roll in New York City alive. He really is. I, I mean, somebody's I mean, got like, to do it. Everybody else has abandoned ship. He's present company included. He, he's doing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Adult Desires is dope, dude. Thanks, man. No, I just mean like you know, I left the neighborhood. Oh, you. Oh, yeah, you yeah. left New York. Yeah. But you're keeping rock and roll alive. I mean, I have no choice. It's just... I know. It's just, you don't. You're a cosmic freak. Yeah, it's just deep up in there. It is deep up in there. And you're subversive. Thank you. That's one of the things I love about you. Thank you. I love how unusual you are. Um, you're one of the unusual ones. And you there's know, only like four of them. I just feel like once you get a taste of it, if you're like wired for unuse... Unusual? Yeah. That uh, that kind of once you once once that tone gets rung, like for me, it was yeah. probably it was when I was a kid. It's just like, oh, well, obviously this is this is the fun stuff. Yeah, this is the playpen. Yeah, but do you, do you think it's even a choice? No, no. But I think everybody's got that in them. It's just like you kind of have to stumble into the weird zone. Yeah, that that like uh, is the same shape as your. I think some need? of us are painted with a freaky brush. And yeah, just well, you we certainly can, are. I think I have a. I think I have that too. I yeah. think we have that in common. Yeah, totally. it's, a, it's a different variety of freaky yeah. brush, but it's a freaky brush just the well, same. Well, I was saying to you yesterday. That's yeah. why I, I love. I, I love your um, your Insta thing with you just walking around. Like I don't know if you're making up songs or if there's songs that you have, but I'm like, this is good. This yeah. is how things need to get made now. Yeah. But, uh, we played some shows together. Yeah, a lot at the Knitting Factory. Yeah, right? were you a doing paint? Was when you were doing paintings live? Was I already? Doing I don't know. That? I don't know if you were doing the paintings live, but there were paintings. Mm, yeah. What was that? I don't the know. Nineties. Yeah, it's like sort of a blur. It's I, like a nocturnal blur. Yeah, I think I opened up for you or something. Maybe. Or I think that's what it was. I felt, I felt like we played a few shows, but I, I the can't remember. Knitting Factory, I think. Yeah. Somehow. But yeah, the nineties. Yeah, I have this book called My 90s. Yeah. That's the first, that's the original Instagram. Yeah, exactly. As the Vanity Fair article. Polaroids. uh, Astutely put it. Wait, I want to show you this picture of this corner, because I used to live on A between, uh, uh, sorry, on 10th between A and B for years and years and years. Did you know Nina Hellman? She was in the band Cake Like. Do you remember Cake Like? Yeah. And we had this beautiful apartment right around here, and so I used to take a lot of Polaroids in there. And and, and those and you would would were they mainly were they a lot double exposures or yeah double expo- double exposures and also um, just uh, no flash so so it would just oversaturate and blur which was kind of how you know speaking of playing shows together at the Knitting Factory so there's the that's the view from the roof. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's right cool. here on the corner. Right here. Yeah. There's some other ones in there too. Here, I'll show you a better one. There's a better one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's putting that book out? I did. Oh yeah? Yeah, my wife and I. That's great. We have a company called Tough Lover. And we sort of just put out whatever we want. Where did you come up with that name? Well, it's an interesting story. My first ayahuasca journey. Uh oh! <laughs> here, here we just, go. Just speaking of slipping in the weird zone, um, I uh, among among it only took four minutes. Yeah, I know exactly. I was like, all right, let's jump to the end. I guess um, among ancestral visitations and lots of you know deep sort of working out of wait um, ancestral visitations. Yeah, I mean there was a lot the ayahuasca. Thing? Yeah, yeah, but 
But hilariously, what I came away with, like there was a lot of profound, beautiful, familial, ancestral, and relationship stuff that first time. <coughs> but also, I kept getting um, t-shirt designs in my own scrawl. That's cool. Uh, of all the women in my life. Interesting. And on top, in this sort of lame uh, script, it just said, tough lover, tough lover, tough lover. So it was like my mom, my wife. I mean, beautiful people, women who I love, but who are like motherfuckers, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And, um, and I came out of that, and of course there was all this, you know, beautiful whatever, and I was like, I guess I got to start making t-shirts now. <laughs> tough and lover t-shirts. Did you start doing that? Um, I did. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I drew them. I never released them. That's cool. Yeah. And Actually, so, it's and so, so funny. I just bought a bunch of t-shirts from Target and I was intending on like drawing on them and trying to like, you oh, know, do it. sell do them it. on the internet or something Draw like that. Draw the women in your life. You can, the Tough Lover logo is not, um, no, I won't, exclusive. I won't, I, I'll do something no, I'm else. I'm saying it's not exclusive. Oh, okay. So everybody has that experience. Yeah. But so my wife I've never and I, taken, I I'm, I've never taken ayahuasca, but I've done Ibogaine. Really? Yeah. Was that, which um, is wild. Was, ibogaine to help with other things yeah it was to like deal with addiction issues and how did it work um it i think it helped but um you know i fell back into addiction issues mm -hmm. post ibogaine i i i've really like knocked out a lot of my addiction issues like seriously ever since i started like eliminating toxic people from my life sure that was like the key for but me. how did you do that like like was Ooh. it conscientious or uh, just sort of natural like uh, 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 it uh, was byproduct of growing up it was it was uh, it, it like what happened was I got into a really really like there was definitely toxic aspects to a, a bunch of my relationships mm -hmm. but then uh, you know and me included I'm not an innocent in any mm -hmm. of it but um but then I got into a seriously toxic relationship and, and it broke me all the way down. And then I started Googling like what is happening. Yeah. And then I ran across MPD abuse and then it What's MPD narcissistic personality oh, disorder yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, abuse. And then that opened up a whole can of worms. And then I started doing things like practicing setting boundaries yeah. with people yeah. and then that had a whole domino effect and then some outlandish behavior came at me and then it, and then I went through a period of like isolation and wildness for a couple years and then wildness. slowly rebuilt my wildness meaning I was like in a you know I, I, I've, I've gone no contact from my family of origin and all kinds of like real heavy heavy mm -hmm. heavy heavy duty and where are they stuff. where are you from Ohio wait me too oh yeah where are you from Akron Cleveland nice <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's why we're freaks totally the Ohio we're, 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 we're escapees <laughs> the Ohio freaky freaks yeah, yeah. Ohio freaky freaks there are a lot of them there's a good oh, long man. history there's a toilet yeah. paper roll of yeah yeah we're Ohio weirdos Lake Erie water yeah Patrick Carney just put drums on one of my new songs oh nice new album. yeah when's Speaking it when's it coming Ohio out Ohio freaky freaks uh October good yeah who's putting it out we're doing it um my uh manager and I are reopening my my own label nice. That's yeah great. we just decided like I, I just put out an album with Peter Buck called Arthur Buck, and that went out on New West, cool. and that was cool, but yeah. we decided, like, hey, let's just do our own 
you know that's we, great we can do it yep who put out who's putting out adult or who put out adult desires tough lover tough lover yeah. so your own label uh -huh. oh great i was doing sort of one-offs with indies for a little while yeah and i i just felt like i'd rather only have myself to blame yeah well that's it i mean it's all about i think it's all about self-startup like even doing like this podcast yeah. and just like you know making your own platforms yeah. and you know, getting banned from it your just, own platform. It just and, feels good. Yeah, getting banned. Yeah. You get to get banned from <laughs> get like the official banned. ones and then yeah. make your own in, yeah. in rebellion. I'm actually starting a podcast of uh, last night, the sort of vocal improv, mm -hmm. the vocal looping improvisation bookends yeah. of yeah. the show. I'm starting a podcast of those called Sabbath Sessions. So just wait, like vocal loops? Just these, it's just these sort of, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what to call them. Yeah, like vocal. Freestyle. Yeah, freestyle. Yeah. It's like chanting, free music. That's cool. Or like healing. Like Holly Miranda was talking about healing sounds and I, healing ohms. And I was we, were doing, to, we were doing some of that stuff. I was trying to get in touch with her, actually, because I, I saw on her, I don't know, some feed or yeah. other that she was in San Francisco, like learning about that. And I sort of feel like, as as has always been the case, I kind of go blind into the woods yeah. with something that feels good, yeah. like, like music, not having any clue what I'm doing, and mm -hmm. eventually um, retroactively trying to figure it out. I think you really have a lot of clues about what you're doing. Thank you. When Thank I you listen to much. your music, it sounds like some Freddie Mercury type shit oh, that's, to me. Oh, that's a, that's a huge compliment. It is, me. yeah, and it's meant to be, and it's real, though, because it does sound like that. Thank like, you. when I hear, like, Shudder to Think or even your new... And then there's a great through line between that stuff and the new stuff to me that Thank makes you. total sense. That's great, I think, because I... Because I, I, I heard that on the Vanity Fair article yeah. or whatever, I think, or maybe I was reading it somewhere else about you, but where you wanted your fans to think of it as a through line... It just all feels it's very like obvious gesture, right? It I mean, very like, obviously is. The the to me the the big difference is obviously Shudder to Thinks like the you know we were so, we were hardcore heavy, like heavy. Guitar, it was but like to me step. that is like I could wear this or I could put on a t shirt and to me that's the difference between hard edged rock yeah. or acoustic because yeah. the still vocal just and the yeah, yeah yeah or yeah Craig Webber but it, but, it, but it's the same thing, but it's the same thing uh, it's the same thing between say medium media mediums mm -hmm. like your music and your paintings mm -hmm. it they feel like you yeah. and that's usually the sign of like somebody coming from from uh from an having no choice <laughs> yeah well yeah but uh, let me finish the thing i was saying about uh the whole addiction thing yeah. too because i, I want to finish that point which was the reason why i overcame addiction or thus f thus far seemingly have overcome it because mm -hmm. it's not really a struggle anymore mm -hmm. is because i realized that i that i really wanted to be on my own side and there was no other kind of voices inside of me like pretending to be self-destructive mm -hmm. that might have been coming from outside mm -hmm. like you have to be very careful about what kind of voices are whispering in your ear, uh, I find I have a uh, yes, of course. Especially and, and if you're if you're uh, an artist, there's a there's a kind of vulnerability or openness or, st or sensitivity, is maybe too precious a word. Yeah. To uh, external wavelengths, mm -hmm. it's important. Yeah. But the boundaries and filters become yeah. equally important if you want to like live and grow. 
And it's helpful to understand the dark aspects of human nature to also understand that there might be um, so vampires. There might be vampires out there, and and that's that's really good information to know because yeah. then you go like, oh really? Oh okay, mm-hmm. there's some vampires out here. Oh okay, really? Because that gives you the eye of a tiger. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, I'm you know. Well, and what's and, strange and, about it? What's strange about evil? Mm-hmm. Is um, it, yeah. it never appears evil. Oh yeah, like, people people aren't generally oh, consciously no. or overt. Like vampires aren't coming out looking like Nosferatu. Oh hell no, they just no. look like your girlfriend. Oh no, the or, best smear you know. campaign in the world is. Here's the best smear campaign in the world. Ehud, I'm really kind of worried about Craig. Right. I'm, really, really. Like, Ehud, what's going on? I, what did you hear? I'm just, you know, I'm just so concerned about Craig Ehud. Yeah, yeah. What's he's going been, on with he's, him? He's really been, you know, I'm just really worried. Yeah, no, tell I don't. Me, tell me the I, stuff. I, I, do. I, I don't mean stuff. to be like. No, I'm just. I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah this is like personal. <laughs> That's concern. like the greatest right. smear campaign ever. Like it's, it doesn't come off like, man, Craig's a jerk. You yeah, know, that's it's like the, it's like the missile launch. You're no, like, where, where like, are these tentacles coming from? <laughs> so many, it's like octopi. Yeah. And if you don't operate that way, and if you've been groomed a certain way, you're absolutely blind to yeah. it. You just are because, you know, especially artists too, like a lot of times we just get our fulfillment just by making stuff yeah. and, uh, and kind of that fulfills us but not everybody has those gifts and that and that blessing or they don't allow themselves to and i don't buy that people that there's anything uh, such thing as a not creative person everybody's creative just some people are using their creativity for darkness well and but also it goes back to what we were talking about before where you know we are fortunate enough that we sort of stumbled into the into the bullseye where 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 we sort of recognize ourselves in our work or or that that um that uh, uh, true tone, you know, uh, the, when you ring the bell and the tone is true and it's not dull and it's not squeaky. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, who knows? You know, there are all sorts of people that I know, people, brilliant people, who just never quite found their groove or their lane or yeah. their voice. Right. It's not that they don't have it. It's just that they were not as fortunate, maybe, as we were. Yeah. To, like, find this thing that, that we could frankly obsess over for a lifetime and yeah. enjoy and then f- and then sort of stumble into some kind of success that yeah, yeah, enabled yeah, us yeah, to yeah, keep yeah, going yeah, enough well. to be able to be sitting in the basement of of Coney Island baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true so what ha- so have you done the um ayahuasca kind of situation a lot or yeah i mean i would say for like the last seven years i've been doing that work it feels kind of like you know adult it feels like an extension of therapy or mm-hmm. rest, exercise, diet, yeah. meditation, uh, uh, medicinal plants. Yeah. Um, it, it's hardcore. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's yeah. really, it's not um, for the faint hearted, but, but no. by the time I got into it, I was sort of done. I never had addiction issues, but, but, I, but I've always been attracted to, um, um, di- disorientation, I guess, like uh-huh. like altered states of consciousness. Yeah, and um, and after a certain point, it became important to me. I'm not sure if it's a chicken and egg question whether I was it was it consciously became more important to me, particularly um, after I became a parent. 
to uh, make it a little bit more ritualized, contextualized, and less um, careless, carefree, sporadic. Yeah, yeah. less of a party. More, I just more of a more of a seance. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was sort of ceremony. diminishing, sort of diminishing returns. I mean, music. Mm. What about microdosing or any of that kind of thing? I've I've experimented with microdosing too. Yeah, I found I found psilocybin to be really, really great. Connects I mean, you to your heart. Hundred percent to me. And to my heart, and just to like a sort of more lateral way of thinking, especially because I do a lot of um, my bread and butter is is um, composing for film and TV. Yeah, and it's the parameters are very very strict, right? And there's mm-hmm. a lot. It's a business, and there are a lot of rules, and there are a lot of meetings, of and there are a lot of phone and calls, and a lot of notes. Yeah, and so um, it's important to me to stay to maintain access to that sort of lateral. Thinking is the best way I can describe it. Um, that has always informed my favorite states of flow, or just music making, or writing in general. Where, mm-hmm. where, um, where I might be looking directly at the at the, I might be staring directly at the skull, but the information about what. Uh, the the interpretation information is coming from my periphery where I'm not quite focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Uh, it doesn't make total sense, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Slightly um, complicated. So it's like so it's like you know when you when you're working on something, if you stare at it mm-hmm. too directly or too intently, mm-hmm. it can lose. Right. Can lose I know what focus you mean. Yeah, in a yeah, weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And so the inspiration yeah. kind of comes from the the gray zone of the periphery, as it were. Yeah. Or it's like looking at the word cat, and and, it and loses, then all of a sudden like, it's that? not even a word yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so. What I like about microdosing sometimes <laughs> is that it it kind of still allows me, even in like during a very um, a very. Uh, rigidly Focused. organized day yeah. where I've got like thing after thing after thing after thing and deadlines and assignments uh-huh. it allows things to still kind of come in through my periphery yeah I don't know yeah it's just a different perspective it is hard to talk about it but it's different perspective it, give, it gives you maybe a different perspective yeah, totally yeah, yeah. It, it loosens the ropes a little bit yeah which is good because they can get pretty like you know I don't know about you but I get stuck in the same old moves and the same old habits and mm-hmm. then I get sick with myself and so it's nice to get a little bit of uh, inspiration information yeah which I think that can help with so uh, on your podcast of of like the sort of soundscapey vocal things yeah. for that are you going to also speak about them or is I, it going to be like sonically just sonic texture I'm, podcast I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to talk for a couple minutes beforehand uh-huh. like here because context is so um uh, context informs the improvisation, mm-hmm. so, and I and I try to when I'm recording them, I I go so the mic goes into the looper, the yeah. looper goes into a little zoom recorder, uh-huh. and the zoom recorder it's like four track zoom recorder, okay. but then there's also an ambient mic on it, so you can hear the environment. Yeah, I always mix the environment in. Okay. So you know, for instance, last night yeah. you'd be able to hear the um, hooligans. Yeah, the hooligans. Right? That was sing their chants. It was great. <laughs> and then you know, if I'm in the woods, you get to hear the owls or yeah. or whatever. And um, 
so I think it's more, I'll probably just talk for a couple minutes about like, here's what was going on. Here's where this took place. Here's when it took place. Here's roughly what was going on in my mind and in my life. Then it's yours to do with what you will. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you're releasing it so people can utilize it. Or... Yeah. I, well, when I when I sort of made up the form or when the form revealed itself, so I'd always it's been a working unique with idea. Things. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it was kind of in response to what we were talking about, which is this like very rigid way of assignment based work right that's in film and tv Mm -hmm. um where i gotta fit uh 30 seconds of romance drama heartbreak and isolation into the course of a scene between two actors Mm -hmm. um which is super fun but a very different assignment than uh you know writing for oneself a song for a record which also is structural but a different structure you know the sort of verse chorus verse chorus idea um, I was just fed up with, I just wanted some free music, Yeah. but I didn't really, but I wanted it to be a new form of free music. And also, um, I was thinking a lot about when I started doing Sabbath sessions, I call them when I started doing Sabbath sessions, I w- it was sort of the death of the old model music business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when MP3s and piracy and, you know, Napster and whatever else. And I was thinking, uh, what what happens when music becomes completely decommodified? Because we grew up in an era, in the era of the most... Commodification. Yeah, we just yeah. took it for granted, right? Oh yeah, but, we definitely did. But I guess it's going to come back around, apparently. Well, I guess, I guess people are... going to start paying us. People are, well, we'll see about that. We'll see about yeah. that. And so, uh, and so I was like, well, what, what was music originally for? And I was like, oh, right. It was like ritual, religious. It was, it was microdosing. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was a way to kind of kind of unhook. Healing. Yeah. That's so interesting, the correlation between the, what we're talking about and what we were talking about yesterday with Holly. Because we were doing, we, you know, we were doing mantras and yeah. stuff like that. Do you, do you uh, mess with mantras? Chant? Uh, well, uh, when I meditate. I, I meditate and and have a mantra, what, but it's uh, not. But it's not out loud. It, oh, okay. Yeah, I because I experiment with a bunch of different ones on YouTube and mm-hmm. whatnot. Ho'oponopono is one of my favorites. What's that? You know that? What that mean? Well, that one's just like I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive oh, me. Thank you. It's beautiful. So it's like I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. That's I love perfect. You. I just like saying it just because it clears the energy too. Just even right I love now. you. I'm, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love, I love you. you. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Please, Please forgive, forgive me. me. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, and that kind of takes. You, so then you take. Uh, you know, it empowers you. Yeah. Because it's a mantra about forgiveness. Yeah, and it's also very. Uh, even just then, it's like humbling, or it's just. Well, sort of, yeah, that's that's just uh, it. You there's, just, a, there's a surrender to it. There's so much power in it, yeah. and it's just so simple. Have you ever tried it in the mirror for five minutes? Oh, I should do yeah, that. Try it. Yeah, but I mean, I do, I do apply it to myself. I apply it to God. I imagine God saying mm-hmm. it to me. I apply it I to sorry, the toxic sorry. people who I've let go yeah, of, sure. you know, to forgive mm-hmm. and and understand. I just saw something on Instagram today about like, uh, yeah, forgiveness. You can like forgive the pain beneath the axe, but you don't have to 
forgive the act. Forgive the a- yeah, act. Sure. Like that's what forgiveness is, is forgiving the sort of... Forgiving the essence. Forgiving the essence and like understanding that, you know, if somebody's got a personality disorder, this or that or the other thing, it's not really their choosing, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they didn't do doesn't some despicable that, yeah, garbage. Exactly. That, and, and that they would do it again. Like you don't be a dupe. I went through... With your forgiveness. Yeah, right, right. And right? that's not sort of forgiving yourself too. Yeah, like and forgive yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Or wait. For being what, a sucker. For be- uh, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all are. You, oh, dude. What you were, what you were saying before, it's like you're sort of, <laughs> if you're sort of wired for openness, you know, oh, yeah. and you're accustomed to, especially mm-hmm. if you're a singer and have had any And you're lonely and you're success, needy and you want friends. You're accustomed to adoration. <laughs> and you were a nerd at And school. approval, exactly. <laughs> and I remember after Shutter I the Pink Craig broke up. I hope Craig likes me. Yeah, I mean, I still have that, but, I'm, but, yeah. I, but I just love that part of me now. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. sweetie, you know, you're not, yeah. you're, you're no longer allowed to steer the ship, but like, I love yeah. you, you know what like I mean? Like that, do you talk to your inner child and stuff oh, yeah. like that? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also, I have a practice like that John I, Bradshaw type stuff? I don't know. Anything? I don't know who John Bradshaw is. He's like an old school psychologist who wrote books about like embracing your inner child. Uh-huh. Like if you have an obsessive thought, you follow that all the way down to a childhood memory. Mm. You go back as yourself to that inner child and you say, hey, I'm here for you now. It's cool. Yeah. I love you. You can let it go. And the more work you do that way, then all of a sudden that obsessive thought just sort of yeah, yeah, goes yeah, away. Yeah. And it really works. Anyway, sorry. To um, no, that's okay. I have done a little bit of that. I also have a practice that I learned from this radical rabbi in um, Venice, California, named Mordecai, Mordecai Finley. Uh-huh. Um, he's Mordecai. Like, he's like an Irish, <laughs> Israeli <laughs> rabbi. Uh-huh. And um, he, he used to do these meditation talks on the east side in Silver Lake. And um, one of my favorite little tricks that I learned from him was when you catch yourself having an obsessive or destructive um, or self-diminishing thought, mm-hmm. you know, something that you could do like that inner child practice right. with, um, to call a meeting of all of your uh, sort of like ambassadors, like like each aspect of your personality is like a different ambassador from a different country. It's like the UN, uh-huh. right? You're like, okay, everybody, but you're the you're the head. You're like, all right, everybody, let's just like sit down and have it out. Who uh-huh. has something to say? And uh, somebody comes out, and you're like, well, you suck. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh, the minister, not who's ambassador. That, who's that no, guy? The, the minister. Uh, <laughs> so let's say that's the minister of like. Uh, insecurity, oh, right? Okay. You you wind up naming them as oh, the voices come out. Mm. So the minister of or, or you sucker, the, the minister of criticism, right? This the could minister, be a Broadway musical, it, by the way. Oh well, I mean, it's, it's that. <laughs> like, let's it write that, a Broadway musical isn't about that, this. Isn't that inside Disney out. movie? It's Inside Out. Right? <laughs> oh, it already is. Yeah, I didn't see Inside Out. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Anyway. There's anger, uh, oh, okay. joy, uh, uh, sadness. sadness. Happiness? Uh, no, there's no happiness. Joy. No. joy. It's joy. There's no, no, no happiness. Oh, there's no, joy. No, no, it's joy. Yeah. No, no, it's, Morrissey wrote it. It's joy. It's joy. There's no yeah. happiness anywhere. She'll tell me what they are. It's joy, <laughs> happiness, anger, sadness, and disgust or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, and those are spare, despair, the and, blue one. Yeah. And so if you take the inside out model, those are kind of the ministers, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. But then there's you and you're like, everybody talk. You suck. I uh-huh. suck. I suck. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. The, the minister of perfectionism, right? Mm-hmm. Which then hidden, Ooh. hidden behind the minister of perfectionism <laughs> is like the minister of 
uh, you know, my mom or dad, you know, or my grandpa or the, the minister of like, of like, you know, Russian Jews, you know, whatever it is, like wherever those voices are coming from, yeah. you sort of follow the line back and then everybody sort of has their argument and, um, you hear all of these voices out. It turns it into such a hiss. You realize how hilarious and ridiculous yeah. your sort of inner monologue is. Right. And it really, in a very sweet way for me anyway, yeah. puts it in perspective and makes it comical and tender. Yeah. And um, everybody's welcome. I'm not trying to like fight the thought. I'm not trying to fight the thing. I just want to hear everybody out. And then I'm like, okay, I, I hear you. I will take your advice and like, I'll make a decision on this mat. We'll figure it out, uh -huh. you know, but like, it's up to me. It's not up to these like crazy uh -huh. hysterical voices. And they shut up. And the, everybody feels like they had their say, right? Okay. All the ministers once, once at a certain point, it's like, all right, has everybody said everything they need to say? Oh, there's quiet. Okay, cool. I, Thank you. I feel I like I feel like my mind would not cooperate. Like, because the mind's incessant and just like it is it's ridiculous. But I, but that's part of what's fun about it. It's like I mean, yeah. it's almost like a meditation thing of where yeah. you actually separate yourself from the. Well, yeah, it's a form of metacognition, yeah. really. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, because because once you apply characters to those voices, then you understand. Oh, that's not me. So it's yeah. an, it's a way of tricking yourself into like metacognition. Yeah. Which is just metacognition. I, I, I do this when I go like, okay, if I'm afraid, I'm like, who's afraid? Yeah. And then I'm like, who's asking who who's afraid? Mm -hmm. So I just keep up-leveling my perspective. Mm -hmm. Until and so there's then, just nothing. And then I'm outside of my thoughts. And yeah. it's like, who's afraid? Who's asking who who's afraid? Yeah. And then it's like all of a sudden you're like up on high looking down uh -huh, on the whole uh -huh. thing. It's, so the, it's same, the same it's thing. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's metacognition. Million ways to skin a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. And it's all <laughs> Disney invented it apparently. Disney invented a whole <laughs> <know>. lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't love that movie when it came out, but it just really sticks with I mean, it's really smart the way they organized it. I'd like yeah. to go back and watch it now. What's it's it called? Inside, Inside out. out. Where when did it come out? 6 oh, years a ago. While ago. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Louis Black is the voice of anger. I yeah. Huh. And it's about a girl who's what eight or eleven or something like that. Yeah, well, there's it's funny because there move there are videos on YouTube discussing everything that's messed up about that. Yeah, movie. sure, you sure. Watch that. Yeah. How, how I think I read uh, some articles yeah. about the things that it sort of got wrong, like that you know the sort of dangers in buying yeah, too hard into Inside Out psychology. I'm not gonna go over them because I don't want to misstate them, but it's it's it goes deep. Yeah, it goes very deep. Yeah, but 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 I was um, I admired the fact that they didn't keep it light. You know, they they went there oh, no, they like went dark, you yeah. know, it's depression and it's it's the sort of um, pre-suicide conversation which oh, is yeah. happening well, culturally right now, and that's yeah. not traditional Disney territory. So you know, good on them. Disney's wild. It is wild. Well, Did you ever see that documentary on Walt Disney? No. I, it was like super cool because he like basically was like the Jimi Hendrix of animation yeah. with mm -hmm. like Fantasia. He just like blew it up into like Fantasia. Mega, I love it. Like mega, mega, like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely yeah. Hearts no, Club I mean, band level of type ayahuasca. of vibes. Right. And then he like just goes, okay, and now I'm hanging out in my like mansion just working on a model train. And yeah. he like works on this like model train 
that goes around his whole estate for like years. My my stops doing animation, and like for like three something years, and Salvador Dali comes and visits and mm -hmm. says this model train is like a crazy work of art, and people are like, what the, what the hell is he doing? And then that becomes Walt Disney World. What's he building in there? It became Walt Disney World. Yeah. So it's like it's just like it's a great uh, I don't know it's a great microcosm or I don't know metaphor about following a dream yeah. all the way like even as wacky as it might seem yeah. like I'm into model trains for some weird there's a, reason there's a very beautiful Disney museum in uh, San Francisco in the Presidio mm -hmm. um, super inspiring interactive multimedia and it 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 sort of traces his life and psychology in in the way that you're talking about right my father-in-law is coincidentally one of the foremost Disney files um, oh. like he's he's on the he's on like the bonus extras of Sleeping Beauty 50th anniversary just talking about like wow. the animators and Walt and it, it's very interesting because I grew up I grew up in a pretty like Midwestern Jewish household and you know we were aware of Disney but sort of there was a little bit of the vibe of like eh, he's kind of an anti-Semite we don't need to like why, we don't why, need to like extra support that why, dude why was he an anti-Semite or what was the know. story what's the it story was just there the, it was just the wisdom yeah I don't want to I don't want to misstate it either yeah is it yeah he had some uh, him you know he, he had some issues with Henry, with Henry issues Ford with the Jews. Walt Disney he wasn't he wasn't is, he had some <laughs> issues he wasn't down with the Jews <laughs> um but <laughs> but, uh, but but I don't know. I I don't know the it's details. It's in the background somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, like you can't like him that much because he did have. Uh, a my father-in-law <laughs> would argue otherwise and has, and I'm not armed with yeah. enough facts yeah. to Either. to so fight him. Gonna, uh, so, <laughs> but but that was the that was the sort of water I was raised uh -huh. on, and and so it wasn't until I started dating my wife. Um, who comes from an Irish Catholic Chicago family and mm -hmm. whose father is like a Disney obsessive mm -hmm. that I started really appreciating like the beauty and the genius of that what whole was his actual job. Disney um, was a fan thing. For him, yeah. Right? Disney was a fan thing from when he was like nine years old. Right. And he grew up in like a poor Irish Catholic household in Chicago with like nine siblings. So, I mean, you needed something to escape into and obsess right. over and his was movies right. and Disney. Um, but then he was a conservator at the uh, Chicago Institute for like 35 years, a paintings conservator. So it, you know, it all sort it's of connects. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Alive? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he still follow Disney movies? Oh yeah. No, he's, I mean, he's still an anti-Semite. I mean, he hates me. That's all. <laughs> no, he loves me. He loves me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so what? Um, what's like your what's your health regime? And are you into fasting and everything like that? I've have been doing like, intermittent yeah. fasting lately. Yeah. Where I have, I mean, it's it's mild. I have my last bite of food at eight p.m. Mm -hmm. and then I don't eat a bite until ten a.m. the next day. Okay. I feel great. Actually. Yeah, I mean, I had a, ma a massive heart attack. That, that is a mild <laughs> intermittent fasting yeah. regime, by the way. It's mild, that, but I mean, not it's not hardcore. But it's fourteen hours a day, yeah, and it gives your body good. time to. Yeah, and what? And yeah, because I wanted. What, what, I, oh, what about I, between ten and eight? Ten a.m. Between and 8 ten a.m. and eight p.m., I can, I can eat. But I mean, generally speaking. Generally speaking, I've been I've been eating pretty healthfully for a long time. I had cancer in, well, in the nineties. That's what I was getting, getting after that because I, 
Yeah, I was wondering jam. about that. I mean, it's basically veggies, good proteins, low sugar. Um, sugar's only, the poison. Sugar's right? the poison. Sugar's the worst. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been starting to knock that out, and it, it's, I feel it's so much cra- better. I felt so much better when I stopped when <laughs> I stopped eating bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, when stopped I stopped that. eating sugar. I was like, oh my god. I know. That's, That's what, like the whole thing. I'm like a couple weeks into that, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm just figuring that out. I mean, I still, you know, I dive in sometimes just because sugar tastes so sweet. Well, I noticed you were drinking some wine, not to call you out. No, no, it's that's, cool. That's some I, sugar. I had stopped drinking altogether for a couple of years, and I felt great. But I really love, I come from a family who loves having a drink. Yeah. Um, and I missed it. And I really didn't like the feeling of having to prohibit or inhibit myself yeah socially it was sort of like Mew. but um but then i had a heart attack after thanksgiving and um and the doctors were all like you know you can have a couple glasses of red wine I was well, like, it's supposed to be you. good for heart attack right so they say so what what happened there how did that happen well um everybody's best guess is that a combination of genetics my mom's side produces crazy cholesterol mm-hmm. I knew my cholesterol was really high but because I'm otherwise pretty healthy mm. exercise diet meditation yeah, not a lot like of drugs it. and alcohol yeah um, doesn't matter. what's that it doesn't matter, yeah. well so, yeah so the genetics were intense but my doctors were like look we need to address the cholesterol issue but you seem really, really healthy, so let's not dive into hardcore statins, is what they're called. You know, like Lipitor and stuff like that, cholesterol yeah. drugs. You'll probably wind up having to go on them eventually, and you'll have to stay on them the rest of your life. So longer we can avoid them, or if we can bring it down using more natural means, Yeah, let's do that. Um, not knowing that my artery was, you know, 99% blocked. That's and wild. So right after Thanksgiving, like literally a couple of days... I woke up at 2 a.m. with just the sensation of pressure. The the image I had was what, what kept like popping pr- into my mind was this radiant fist that was just sort of like opening up in my chest. The radiant fist is the name of your next radiant album. Radiant fist. I did a drawing of it uh-huh. after. That should afterward. be that should be a tough lovers T-shirt. Right. I know. The radiant, it's radiant fist. fist. That's right, what it was. Right on your heart. Yeah. Powerful. Not like anything I'd ever really experienced before, and so I so I couldn't. It was very disorienting because generally we have a framework for sensations. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this feels kind of like that, therefore it must or might be this X. Yeah. But this was, I, I just didn't know. It was almost like it was dreamlike in that in that so sense. So what'd you do? And so you first like probably like in denial. Okay, this is like something. In in indigestion was what I yeah, thought. It was yeah. like oh well, you know, Thanksgiving proximity overindulgence. <coughs> um, I have reflux things, you know, uh-huh. Russian Jew stuff. Right. And um, so I got up and I was like, well, I'll take myself to the bathroom, work it out. Yeah. And immediately kind of dropped to the floor okay. and uh, like drenched in cold sweat. Um, Called 911. My wife woke up, put her hand on my chest. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife, who's not prone to visions and who's a pretty earthbound, healthy skeptic, yeah, um, had a, a, a vision or an image of my chest popping out and like these green, sharp rocks. Was she was she immediately intuited that something was very wrong? Wow. And the image that she had was of these crazy sharp green rocks. She sharp immediately called 911. And 
the Hollywood Fire Department were there within three minutes. I was uh, at Hollywood Presbyterian, which was the closest. Within 20, three minutes hour. they were there? Yeah. yeah, it was insane. It was, it was 2 a.m. Sunday. Insane. It was miracle, 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 right? So they got there within three minutes. What if they didn't? I mean, like, the, the, what did the doctors with, with say? With what I had, the more... Yeah, I probably wouldn't be here. Really? I don't know that I would have died. Right. Um, I might have. Uh, certainly, the the more time that passes with what I had, um, the kind of exponentially increased risk of permanent heart damage, mm-hmm. um, particularly beyond 90 minutes past the initial... Uh, symptoms mm-hmm. right and so I woke up at 10 after 2 I was on the procedure table by like quarter of 3 wow. at the hospital That's and crazy. I was like out by 345 so they my my right coronary was 100% blocked which is why I had the attack wow. so they cleared it out they, they went through my groin and they just know how to do that right yeah. out right away they know well i mean they had to go up there with a camera first and figure out what was going on uh-huh. and then once they figured that out they they put a a stent up in there to keep it open which is like a wire mesh uh-huh. straw yeah um but they only dealt with the emergency yeah i know i know they only dealt with the emergency stuff and they said look you've got some other blockage in there but it's not enough that we need to treat it at this point Mm -hmm. Um, cut to a month and a half ago or two months ago so this is five or maybe six months after the initial attack and I was exercising and started seeing stars having chest pain needed to sit down it felt like more than just my body getting used to the new stent Uh Um, I called my doctor he said it's probably nothing weird shit can happen for a year or so after you get stents but come in and, Check they, it out. and they recommend you exercising and everything yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, I had to build up to it. Right. Uh, and I and I downshift when I feel like I'm overexerting. Yeah. Um, I'm but learning how to do that now too. In actually. general, yeah, especially in general. as like yeah. a musician. Yeah, because yeah, I can tend to like, oh, uh, let me push, keep pushing push it. Through. And it's like, nah, let me slow down. Totally. If you're creative, it, yeah. you know, I mean, going for 48 so, hours, yeah, whatever I'm, it is. You know, I'm 47. I'm up there too. So yeah, it's like, and know. I'm about to turn 50. It's the same thing. Yeah. So I went to the doctor, and he was like, let's just get a let's just get a CT scan, make sure everything's cool. This was on a Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Like a month and a half ago. Um, Sunday night, you know, you get these automated, like, medical portal responses. Sunday night, Megan, my wife, and I are going to bed, and I get a, like, doot, doot, doot. It's, uh, it's uh, Cedars-Sinai med portal saying, um, your results are in. Go see your doctor immediately. More stenting required, right? Fuck's sake. So that was not a great night's sleep. <laughs> and then Monday... We oh, you didn't... Ju- I would have just got up. I know, like, okay, I know. Okay, no, we're going now. But it was so late. Sunday right. was like, when are we going to put ourselves in the emergency room? Right, we can't right, put right, ourselves right. in like so Cedars. wait until the morning. Yeah. Okay. And you don't know if you're going to like get to see your doctor then. Yeah, I guess I could have waited. Shoot you down, whatever. Right. You know. And, and so the next morning went to go see the cardiologist. He's like, okay, so you're not going to die today you know? <laughs> so like thanks doc he's like he's like but but we need to get you in there as soon as possible uh-huh. so like they so it was monday they got me in there on wednesday right they went up through my wrist you can see this little dot right there mm-hmm. and they didn't know how many stents i was going to need it turned out my artery was 99 percent blocked and another one was like 
over 80% blocked the, the quote-unquote Widowmaker. Oh, really? And so they put four new stents up in there. This was a Wednesday, right? The next day, I played a show in San Diego with Mesthetics, the uh-huh. Fugazi guys. I was like, yeah. I mean, I said to the doctor, I was like, obvi- I was like, I'm supposed to do a little bit of touring on starting Thursday. Obviously, I don't need to do that. Should I cancel? And he was like, it's kind of an outpatient procedure. Like, you might feel fine. And maybe that music will be wild. like the best thing you can do. Totally up to you. Incredible. It was remarkable. And that I, is. That what's is. that? You did the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the best choice I could have made. I mean, yeah. I was tired, but I was so grateful. Yeah. You know, I couldn't use my wrist to play guitar because of the thing. So I just did those Sabbath sessions and it was just like, you know, that's it was, what you it was did. heavenly. That's what you did for the, yeah. for the show. And it was just such, it was just the thing, you know, but, um, you know, now I'm just in this state of, it's like one side of the coin is euphoria. I'm alive. Here we are. Um, yeah, it must be great for perspective yes but then the flip side is i don't know what the fuck's going on inside of my body yeah why I'm is about your body to die doing tonight. that i yeah. feel like we all, i have those thoughts too. <laughs> totally it's just but, this it's just a magnified version as, as far as genetics my dad had stints we'll and get your shit checked out so did his dad and my cholesterol is high and i resisted the medication go get it checked forever out. Yeah. And I gave in like a year and a half ago. What are you ago, taking? The, the generic Lipitor yeah, and a uh-huh. baby aspirin. Um, That's great. But my girlfriend is, and my parents are on me. You have a daughter. You have a sponsor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and it eats at you. And you're like, I gotta hate do taking it. pills. And I'm like, I just gave in. Yep. And you got to do it. <sighs> do you ever? It's a Altacocter Sunday brunch. It's a necessary evil. Altacocker. Do you ever uh, read any of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work? No. I want to write this down. Then. Yeah, called You Are the Placebo. No. That's one of his books. It's great. And also he's got one called Becoming Supernatural. Okay. And what happened to him was he was like a tri- triathlete or something. He was he was running. I think he was actually competing in a triathlon mm-hmm. or was training for one. He got hit by a truck, um, I think on a bike, and uh, broke his back. And they um, brought him in. And uh, he explains this story like the good-looking, like, you know doctor came in like the one that you could totally trust you know like that every mother would fall in love with like was like okay you have to get uh surgery and you're you know forever your whole you know motion will be limited or your mobility will be limited but you won't be paralyzed and if you don't do this the chances are you will be paralyzed and you know or you won't survive or whatever i'm paraphrasing the story Mm -hmm. but so he like he said, okay, let me think about it. And the doctor was like, uh, there's no time to think about it. Yeah. We have to do this mm-hmm. now. And he was like, no, I have mm-hmm. to think about it mm-hmm. because I'm an athlete and I yeah. don't want to live my whole life um, not being able to move fully. And the doctor was like, okay. And this, again, was like, you know, the most trustworthy, mm-hmm. good-looking young yeah, doctor. Yeah, sure, you sure. Know. the guy. Uh, yeah, the guy. And... uh so the the next day, the doctor came. Was like, "Well, what did you decide?" And, and he de- uh, he decided, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm opti- I'm going to heal heal myself mm. with my mind. Mm-hmm. And so he started doing this like vi- visualization where mm-hmm. he would rebuild his spine with his mind over piece by piece. And every time he got distracted and and lost his train of thought, he would start again. 
and he ended up healing himself like within like a crazy amount of like crazy short order he was like fully mobile and fully like you know and it, it, it's all in the book you are the placebo yeah, what's it's his name again dr joe dispenza okay. and he's re- I, really I my wife just read this cause she's he's real famous you know he's that. on youtube he's got ton- i mean you could even just look him up on youtube and okay. like watch his lectures if you want to like cool. explore before the book um and i can text you a bunch yeah, of them yeah, or whatever yeah, but um it's real fascinating and, and it's real heavy into meditation mm-hmm. and just how like you can heal yourself yeah. and I, I definitely when I was going through a lot of that trauma I was talking about yeah. with like family of origin stuff and all that like over the last few years I've been incorporating a lot mm-hmm. of that kind of visualization meditation Are stuff. Are you back in touch with your family? No. No, no, no. No, but uh, I'm back in touch with myself. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> back in touch for the first time <laughs> yeah back in touch probably for, yeah for the first mm-hmm. time yeah does it change your music um yeah i would say so yeah like uh i think the new thing i'm getting ready to release is pretty is pretty up there mm-hmm. you know so i'm um but yeah I, i'm just curious about those kind of things like because uh I don't know. I thought you might be interested in that kind of stuff, just like over because you've overcome so much mm-hmm. with the cancer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm totally interested in it. Yeah, because and cause fasting too, which is like creates yeah, yeah, yeah. At, um, autophagy. You know what autophagy is? No. Autophagy is when you fast. Um, you're like there's old. You're old like. Um, fucked up cells mm-hmm. all of our cells get fucked up and get old and if you fast all your healthy cells start consuming all yes, the yes, old right, ones right, right. Well, so that's your how, body that's starts why, consuming all the dead the the bad cancer stuff and all that that's stuff. why and that's why they say fasting is great for cancer it is really yeah. really powerful uh-huh. and dry fasting too i did my first dry that's fast that. which is no water no food Woo, nothing for how long I did it for only one day. It's hard. But still, that was hard. Yeah. And I've and I've done like a water fast for seven days, and Whoa. I did a one Were for you only three have water just for water. Seven days? Yeah, yeah. How'd you feel? Uh, I mean, kind of. It, it, what it does is it puts you into like a real spiritual zone. Uh-huh. It, it, it's kind of a high. So are you, it, so it, are you, it becomes so are you, addictive. Fasting becomes addictive in and of itself because it is a spiritual high. So do you? So are you? And it also sucks. Yeah. Are I you? Mean, go, are you going too. about your basic <laughs> daily activities? Or are you sort of like restricting? Sorta. I mean, sorta and sorta no. Mm-hmm. I, I you like some people just lay around. I, I think that's harder because mm-hmm. uh, you're just I, thinking about it. Yeah, I did. You know. But uh, I, I want to do a longer dry fast. I think it's just real interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, um, that is real. Like that's real powerful. It's interesting uh-huh. because your body, like, it starts it starts consuming all the fat, all the dead cells, right. and then your cells create like water too. And, right. it, and like right. a one day of dry fasting is the equivalent of like three days of water fasting. Interesting. And Wait. your skin starts getting all these oils coming uh-huh. out of it, and it y- just uh, your stem cell production. It produces so many stem cells. Interesting. It's real, real interesting. You were talking about cold showers earlier too, which yeah. was making me think about um, mitochondria and getting rid of like all. Like they say that if you do like a minute long cold shower every day, yeah, it gets rid of all of the mitochondria in your skin. What's which mitochondria? The, the things that age you. 
Oh, okay, good. I'm I, probably I, getting that like that. That is like the dumb dudes version hey, of I like it. Dumb dude version. Okay, that's I'm all about that. But that's basically what. <laughs> Talk to us. That's Talk what, to yeah. us. You're in the right place. Okay, okay good. <laughs> You've come to the dumb dudes. That's what. That's four what. Four year old and a five year old. That's what this vein. Hey, I'm glad you made me one year older. Yeah, than exactly. You. Very wow. mature. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true, right. but okay. <laughs> we almost called this the dumb dude podcast. Dumb dude. <laughs> Anyway, but Joe, the the drive fasting is it once a week? Is it every other day? Like, cause I, I wanted to try it that so way, but I, just do it I did it once, and then oh, I was. So it's like Yom Kippur once. It's yeah, just the yeah. same. The Jews do it. Yom like, Kippur's hard though. I always found Jews Yom Kippur to be really, really, really hard. Yeah, I gave up on that when I was thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I used to cheat. Cheating on Yom Kippur is like the best feeling. I'm, but is it I'm recommended to do it like once a week? The the drive fast. I mean, I What's think that goal? would be. I think that would be super good for anybody. Well, once a I mean, week, it's hella. Dis, it's hella discipline. I mean, right. you know, I, I, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's not easy, but it's definitely super healthy for your body. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. I mean, for the record, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you know, for the record, I have no medical None knowledge whatsoever. It feels rad. FYI, it's my empirical. But, but it does make a whole lot of sense, you know. And and you could tell, yeah, it rejuvenates. It's like a reset for your spirit too. Do you ever listen to or have you ever read um, anything by Mark Hyman? Who's yeah? It sounds familiar. He's a yeah. um, he's a functional. He's sort of a functional medicine guru. He has a podcast called uh, Doctor's Pharmacy F A R M, and he okay. do, he talks a lot about fasting and yeah. and uh, who cultures. doesn't have Doc, Doctor Hyman? I know it's incredible. We all do. This is this is the new world we live in. I know in. it's fun. Hey man, I don't. I'm not mad Where at it. Do you no, consume neither. podcasts on YouTube or on like no, iTunes I just or? just whatever you know, like the I guess it's the iTunes one. Whatever came with my phone. Um, audible sometimes. I'm mainly on YouTube. Yeah, me too. I'm a, a YouTube obsessive. I, I haven't really, be, I, don't, I haven't, I don't really do YouTube. Oh man, YouTube. I, started, is, I do in the studio, I guess. YouTube is my jam. Um, I was just listening to Sam Harris's podcast over here. He's my favorite. Oh yeah? Yeah. He's he an mean? atheist. He is an atheist. Are yeah. you an atheist? No. I mean, I, I don't not. know. I don't know what I am. Yeah. I'm a believer. I, I mean, I, I am too. I'm a believer. Then I tore her face. Now I'm a believer. Uh, he's talking Justin Bieber, believer. Yeah, believer. Oh, and then I'm yeah, a believer. believer. I'm a believer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. But, I, yeah, I'm a believer. Like, what does that mean? Well, it's just, to me, I believe that this is, a, this is created by a creator. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that something comes from nothing. Mm-hmm. I like in the Big Bang is like suddenly there was an explosion. Yeah, you're like, hot what? Like, okay, that's what was science. That? That's there not was some very, material. That's not reasonable. Right. Like science should at least be reasonable. Right. 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 To me, it, like, and there was there, nothing. Then there was something. There was something. Nothing, and then something. there's something. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe that's true mm-hmm. too. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not like one of these people that like knows, mm-hmm. and you're doomed if you don't think what I think sure. at all. Like, think whatever you want, and I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. You have to have faith. Even if you're an atheist, that's a, a wild kind of faith, too. Yeah. Like, and, and to me, that's a, a, a crazy kind of faith. But here's the thing. about like, So there's no, there's no faithless belief. I, no, there's no faithless belief, nor you know? do I think atheism, it, it comes, in one, comes in one color. It's yeah. like Sam Harris, for instance. This is a very spiritual guy. 
This is like a... I don't really know that much about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like a meditator and a um, conscious, you know, the sort of metaphysicality of consciousness. I mean, Uh you know, it's not... He's into consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, he's into the mind. And he's into... He's into like deep spirituality. Oh, okay. Um, It's just... But he just uh, doesn't think there's a creator. It's just more... I I think it's more... um, And I certainly don't want to put words in his mouth because I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. But... um, it's more that Judeo-Christian God stuff. Yeah, I find that atheists just don't like the Bible, really, yeah. right? Which, I you mean, know, I mean, they're, they're organized religion organized has a religion lot of problems. General, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think organized religion does have a whole lot of problems, yeah. but... Uh, it, it, anyway. I wish I wish we could, you know, just kind of strip away the, 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 the rotten meat and, like, keep the good stuff, you know, because there's good... There's good stuff in there, but people, we just seem to run with the bad. Yeah, I just, I hinge my life on prayer and meditation mm-hmm. and like I do, you know, and that that just is the is my engine. Mm-hmm. So I just wouldn't know how people do this yeah, any sure, other sure. way. That's just sure. me personally. That's <laughs> since I was a kid, mm-hmm. like from, from where I came from and everything else, it's just like that's what I turn to. What do you mean, where you came from? What do you mean? Just in, you know, in a somewhat, you know, very tumultuous environment, you know. And and so I went to prayer right away. Sure. And that's just been my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I have a sort of... And so, and like music is that to me. And like, and, and, and... me keeping on track and loving life yeah, and uh-huh. going and being in joy yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that is like a celebration with that spirit that I have a connection I, with. I feel like I have a very similar story. You yeah, know? It's so just to like, me that's it. Like, and, and I can't understand how people do this without mm-hmm. that, but yeah. that's my experience. Sure. And I understand people do do that without this or, without, or do this without <laughs> that. This guy right here. This guy. I, He's yeah. like, fuck it. You just don't. Yeah. You don't want. I I don't. I I believe in the spirituality of everything, but I just don't. It doesn't happen in my life. Yeah. I don't, maybe my life is dull. Um. But there's no. <laughs> no but it has saying, so much to do with the like, personality. I, I hear these stories from Joe a lot. Yeah. Joe is all about that, and I never. <laughs> I never get. I don't have that experience. Yeah. I don't know what that it feels transcendent like. experience. I don't, I don't know that mine. You, you have transcendent I wouldn't even experience, say mine's right? transcendent no, no, or I'm anything. Not tra- just like just, I feel like you have a cra- feelings yeah. that I don't like. Uh, same. I say this story about addiction all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. that's I like. Have, I don't know what that feeling. Yeah, yeah, you yeah sure, want sure, that sure. Beer or that yeah, joint. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, I it's called a god-sized hole. I know, but I don't know what it feels like, and I can never relate to it. I could never. I, I don't know what it's. You know, I don't know what yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah, and, and 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 I'm Jewish. Quote. Unquote, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And my girlfriend is like Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that argument. Maybe it's in your house too. What is the kid gonna be? Yeah. yeah. What is the and, kid? And and in a way. I probably shouldn't be telling the story. Why not? Let's get the um, camera on you, though. Is yeah. that uh, when my daughter was born, um, her parents wanted to baptize my, yeah. my mm-hmm, daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, when my mother heard about that, she almost had a heart attack sure. and just was like, it was... That bummed her because, out. Both, well, my father understood... Uh, my mother was just like, because they were persecuted Jews in Iran. That, that would have been very, <laughs> very intense like for my on, Jewish parents. Uh, yeah, like some Jewish, unfortunately, some 
people have the background where they were persecuted sure. for being Jewish, and then to them that if you if you abandon that, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. their whole life, they've fought. For not even abandon, not but, re- like, yeah. but, but like, but but like bend or deviate. Yeah. Right. And I'm not really I'm not a practicing Jew because I grew up in Israel, and you're sort of because you're self You're, you're exempt. No, you're sort of exempt. Yeah, I know, I know. You're just I'm from there. I don't do that stuff. Yeah. Like Jews in the states go above and beyond like things I would never like right. consider uh-huh. doing. So they wanted to baptize her and I sorta of like I signed off on it. I was like, fine, but that's where it ends. Like mm-hmm. I don't wanna hear anything after yeah, that. Uh-huh. Just don't talk about Jesus, right? right. Yeah. And, no, but 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 Suzette's it's not about a real the, believer. Is it about the denial of Jesus? No, but she's not a real but well her her dad her dad's uh point to me um was like if you don't baptize your daughter the devil will take her soul right well that's true i mean that's a fact i was like okay you want do you want to have this conversation right now right see i I don't believe that by the way right like that's not you know i don't think the devil's Um, gonna get your daughter if she's not baptized but but the point is like when carmen like in in my mind ideally i don't want her to be influenced by either religion and i want her it's not realistic. I want her to make up her own mind mm-hmm. yeah. and know the facts. And you can't expect that from a four-year-old or an eight-year-old yeah. now. And The she, facts as laid out in the Bible. Right. Well, and I, she <laughs> always asked me, what am I? And I was like, Carmen, you could be whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about a per- and, and I met your daughter. I love your daughter. Yeah, she's and, beautiful. And in the back of my mind, you met her. In the back yeah. of my mind, I always go back to John Lennon. Uh, and this is like in that, God in that is, song. Uh, no, he's like, God I don't believe. I don't believe in Beatles. I don't believe in, yeah, don't in believe Yoko. In Jesus, I just believe in me. Yeah. he says. And that's but he believes in Yoko. Yoko in him. In him. But yeah. I'm just saying. But the, I just believe in me. Is that's what I tell Carmen mm-hmm. all the time, and I feel that's what I believe, and I can never. I believe in me, but me spiritual. includes a conscious yes. contact with God. Yeah, like, and, and, and it's and a, it's a highly personal thing. It's like for me, it's highly personal. I was never taken to church or any of that, so for me, it's always just been about this connection. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't have rules to it. It's not like oh, it's not it's not surrounded by any kind it's of. It's not dogmatic. It's not dogmatic. And it's not so like you know surrounded by voodoo or anything like that. Like, There's it, a little. It, it's surrounded by a little voodoo. Uh, me, yeah, but, but my, like the good voodoo, my own Music, voodoo, yeah, art, my, yeah, yeah, my own voodoo. Like I got these decks of, uh, yeah, I noticed, like those. these decks of cards actually. And what's funny is I went into this Eastern bookstore. Wait, don't read it okay, yet because okay. I want you to pick one. Okay, great. I got these out here for awesome. a reason. Yeah, so I, I I went to this Eastern bookstore yesterday. What's interesting is one's a dragon deck. Where, where are these decks? Uh. One's so it's yeah you can pick which deck I, I've never even actually looked at either of these but one's dragon oracle cards mm-hmm. and Ooh. the other one is life purpose oracle Ooh, nice cards. yeah 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 and and I asked the What's girl I don't know I asked the girl like which are these good and she was like oh yeah the dragon one's really good and she goes and this this lady just uh, turned Christian and discontinued all of her cards and doesn't believe in them anymore doreen virtue she what a name doreen virtue got into christ and decided that this stuff was that's, bunk what, he, now. that's what he does to people I, man. See, I'm I, not I, into he doesn't it. do that to me me, me neither he doesn't do that so because I, no I, I bought the decks anyway see? have you ever have you ever used and i bought animal... a bada, uh what is it bada gavita or uh bhagavad gita yeah that one have I you ever that, so. have you ever used animal spirit cards yes I love that deck. I love that deck, too. Yeah. So, um, which deck would you want to pick from? Life Purpose or, dra- or one of each? We, I want to do one of each, but let's start with Life Purpose. 
Okay, so. Uh, Should we shuffle them first? Yeah, I'll shuffle them and we'll see Should what. Play? <laughs> we'll see what happens. This is exciting. This is exciting. Okay. Let's see what happens. Go for a swim naked in the East River. Okay. I'm gonna pick one too. Heart's desires. Wow. <laughs> wow. Close to home. <laughs> the angels are supporting, guiding, and protecting you as your dreams become a reality. Thank you, life purpose. Wow. I need just a, like a little bit of extra angel protection right now okay. after this year that I've had. That's amazing. Heart's desires. Yeah. The yeah, angels yeah, yeah. are supporting, guiding, and protecting you as your dreams become a reality. Yeah. That's Thank beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me take a picture that. of it. <laughs> yeah, heart's desire. You might get to keep that card. Uh-oh, no, my, that's okay. Oh, mine is yoga. Oh, yoga. That's uh, great. Which, which I'm into, and I just did some Ashtanga in Tompkins Square Park today. This morning? This morning, Good yeah. You. Your life is enhanced by yoga, stretching, and exercising. <laughs> it's like, tell like, me something I don't know, I Angel know. Deck. I mean, Angel Deck. I feel like you got a better... Go ahead, Ehud. Pick one. Come on, bro. Let's get in there. What'd you get? Freedom. See, you are See? free to do what you choose. Freedom. I believe in me. <laughs> Yoko and you. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the dragon. Let's check the Let's dragon the... deck. I'm so uh, curious uh, about the, it. The dragon. That, that it's, feels it's like dinner. Mysterious. This feels well, like dessert, this right? Is actually, yeah. Well, this, this feels like accurate. this feels like midnight snack. This, this, this is the midnight yeah. snack deck right here. All right. Is this fun for people in the podcast? Oh, yeah, they fun. love it. It's I'm fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> Whip out your decks, people. Then, Join us. And then I have uh, I have um, some questions from a, a journalist, cool. an official journalist. Oh. Yeah. That's I scary. Got, I, I, no, gotcha. I got, these, are some <laughs> go, these are gotcha questions yeah. from Jonathan Cohen. Like do you know Jonathan Cohen? I do. you know Jonathan Cohen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got some very good questions cool. for you. So we're going to get into those after the dragon deck. Okay. <laughs> Too bad you're not here for our helium tank. We got a helium tank coming. Don't, don't, what? Don't it. I've already done it. <laughs> you do? Are you going to yeah. do a whole episode on helium? Uh, we're going to like, segment. we're going to have, uh, we're going to do some. Helium G is going to be our guest. We're going to have uh, some helium questions, but go for it, Craig. You should have Mary Timoney on. Oh, is she local? Yeah, I we, think so. Uh, we or maybe we she lives in D.C. I think she's in D.C. Hooter, pick a, pick a dragon. Ooh. Ooh. What'd you get? Sexy dragon. Air and fire dragon. Expand <laughs> your creative energies. Boom. Harness your creativity, excitement, and enthusiasm. Communicate your passion. That is what I intend to do. Nice. I don't know about this one. Great. I love it. I'm take okay, mine is this one. Dark blue galactic dragon. <laughs> That's some burning, man. Dragon alive. <laughs> Mine goes, helps you listen to the voice of the universe. That's cool. Ignite the codes of your master blueprint. Ooh. Access cosmic wisdom and enter higher service. I love it. Higher Boom. service. That's a good one. Higher service. That is a good one. Yeah, I like higher service. Uh, get this tattooed on my chest. Do it. I get the <laughs> Omega Dragon. Harness the divine feminine power of creation. Yeah, baby. Come yeah, on. Yeah, baby. Come on. That's exactly what you it's were saying. It's like a, maybe a little bit lacking and, yeah. you know, a little... Facet. Maybe. You need to dust it off. Hold your vision. Birth the higher consciousness. Oh, that's See? nice. Boom. I like that. Nice. 
Well, you're dead. like you're like that's just his personality. I know, no, that's deep great. down he's a mystic. I feel like underneath well, look that. At him. Look was. at him. Sometimes I wish I had time to be a mystic. Ah, there's oh, no perfect. time to I be a mystic. I love that. I wish I had time yeah. to be a mystic. That talk too about much. a T-shirt. Too much. Yeah. That's a T-shirt. I wish I had time to be a mystic. Where were you born? Were you born in Israel? No, I was born uh, in the Upper East Side. You were. And my parents moved to Israel when I was a month. But, but you were raised in Israel. Yeah, I was there for 24 years. I'm going to completely gen- generalize and paint with a very broad brush. Uh, he was in the I, Israeli army. When I say that I think Israelis are so fucking practical right. and not like caught up in the Mishigas of mm-hmm. like you know, spirit and it's just too yeah. much. Yeah, they, they just too many safety too concerns. Too many basis. safety concerns. No, this is why me and him are the dream team because <laughs> mm-hmm. I got yeah, my yeah. head in the Fire clouds and, water, and he's earth like and, earthbound. Earth and he's like <laughs> holding it down. Earth and sky. All right, so let's uh, let's get into some Jonathan Cohen cool. questions. Thank you, Jonathan Cohen. Hey, Jonathan Cohen. These are some wonderful questions. All right, looking back, what are your thoughts on the decision of Shudder to think? signing with epic mm. could the band have grown creatively as it did on the last two studio albums if it had remained on discord i think i think we would have grown creatively no matter what because we were just sort of had that engine and you and, still, and me still doing that. Yeah, yeah yeah it was just sort of the trajectory i wonder our our final record uh on epic was called Fifty Thousand bc and we were definitely responding to that classic um, major label note of, we need a hit, guys. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really know how to write the kind of hit that they wanted, which was literally, when we asked them, we were like, well, what, so like, what's a hit? Yeah. And they said, you know, closing time. And we were like, oh, no, this may not work out as well as we anticipated. Catchy as that song is. Yeah. Um, but we, were, we took the assignment. And it was like, yeah, we can make a hit and still be shudder to think and so we tried but you know so i I don't know that we would have done that record precisely if we were on discord but who knows um yeah yeah did you guys have any kind of hits or we had we had we had a couple little sort of minor um alt radio hits one called x french t-shirt another called red house back to t-shirts back to t-shirts yeah. Are we talking about t-shirts? Well, your t- tougher love Oh, yeah, yeah, tough lover t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, yeah, I think we could have grown. I don't know if we could have supported ourselves. And I d- and I wonder if we would have wound up go- getting as deeply into film soundtracks as we would have because we were able to afford to live in New York City. We were um getting some visibility and support on a higher level than we would have been able to afford if we had stayed on Discord as much as we love Discord and it feels like home. You know, so I think there was a, a a level of profile that Discord might not have. I don't know how to put this because uh, we were getting major label support. Yeah. You know, so we were in the big city. We were on MTV, and that helped us. Um, that gave us a little. That gave us a little bit of visibility and clout. So that we could Hell get yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Either. No, 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 nothing no, wrong I'm with not, that. Like, I, sure. you know, I'm, I'm definitely into uh, what's it called? Just like breaking those contracts with like thinking being in, somehow impoverished is oh, yeah, cool fuck that. or whatever. Fuck like, that. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of my best friends, my first girlfriend, um, when I was 12 to 15 at at Jewish summer camp, is now like an insane genius uh, life coach. Uh huh. Um, 
she has her quote unquote method being taught at like MIT and Stanford and NYU and all these rad places, all these rad people. Um, About 15 years ago, we started working together because I was like, all right, I was, I was very skeptical. I was like, okay, life coach, prove it, life coach. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. And the first thing she dismantled was the whole like punk ghetto art art commerce bullshit that we were raised with. Oh my God. The 90s? Just like blew it up. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for blowing that up because it doesn't serve anybody. I wish that got blown up a long time ago. I know, right? I know. We got raised with that wrong. I mean, it went from like Rolling Stones, like Keith Richards, like, you know, like that, what do you call it? mythology yeah. of like the self-destructive yeah, rock yeah. star into some Kurt Cobain type shit. also just fucked. And it's just like, yeah, and it's like that, you know, now, like, I'm working with some younger artists yeah. now, and they're all into their, they're on point with their brand, yeah. they're on point oh with Oh my like, God, it's so crazy. It's like, it's so yeah. the opposite of I that. Know, Every, like, they just get it. Well, it also just goes to show what a construction it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you want to um, protect what's sacred, like you don't right. want to, you don't want to poison it. Yeah, but you don't need to like play it up. No, you don't. You certainly don't need to play up self destruction or, or, or romanticize or self deprivation. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so much of that stuff works on an unconscious level underneath. Mm-hmm. Like you make agreements. So many people make agreements to not sort of out like unconscious agreements to not like sort of overcome their their parents' position. Yeah. For mm-hmm. instance, sure. I mean, so many people have to go beyond yeah. that. Anyway, I mean, look, there's so many um, inhibitors, inhibitions, uh, uh, in- inhibiting habits that I have that I'm not aware of, you know, but that's kind of the like fun. Like what? Well, I'm not aware <laughs> I of I know, that. I was kidding. <laughs> but you, um, on some deep level, you are aware of them. Right, right. You know them. They're just not quite like, they haven't risen quite to conscious level yet. Right. But that's the fun. That's like so the fun puzzle. I was trying to puzzle. trick you into knowing what I know. Yeah. Oh, you mean... I don't wipe my ass. Yeah. You don't? I only use a Japanese toilet. I wish. I'm I still, fo- I'm still working for that Japanese for that, that Japanese toilet. What'd you say? I had a follow-up to the okay, toilet. Is it about a Japanese toilet? No, I don't think I've ever been on a Japanese toilet. I have. Oh, at, the best. at Mike Mills' house. Is no turning that no turning back. I know. Yeah, that's yeah, major label money thing. right there. That's major that's label. That's R.E.M. money. That's some of that <laughs> R.E.M. type shit. <laughs> type shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Go for it. What's your follow up? Uh, as far as Epic, what what prompted like what got Epic to notice you guys and want to sign you? Um, Michael Goldstone was our A and R guy, and he had signed Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, I think Ed in particular was a fan of our final Discord record, Get Your Goat, particularly the song called Pebbles. Mm -hmm. And he started talking us up to Michael, who started showing up at shows. That was that weird moment where you could like get a record contract on the corner of 10th and A. Right. Um, And so, you know, sort of... uh, and. And that's why Pearl Jam took you out on tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of big bands liked us. We were sort of a band's band. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very musical, and we were just musically ambitious and original. Yeah, bands like originality. Yeah, totally. Yeah, other artists like artists that are original. Yeah, that's it. And so, so, so it was good. I mean, we 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 always had it real good. But Michael started showing up at shows, and by his own admission, he at first didn't really get quite what we were doing musically but he saw the way fans were responding like we had really 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 deep fans i think you still do you yeah. still do yeah. yeah even at the thing yesterday yeah. they yeah. were there totally 
and I'm for which I am so grateful and yeah. um, and always have been. And so and, and it's interesting, you know, going out and playing some shows now and doing this photo thing I've been doing, um, reconnecting with fans. Not everybody's older and yeah. seeing kind of what everybody turned into. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really interesting characters out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Michael, like a good A&R person should, connected with the fans connection. And he was like, oh, this is this is something if we can cultivate this like uh this this could really be great right um you know and they signed us epic to their credit based on the material that became pony express record which was far and away our most difficult record yeah. least accessible uh, and last follow-up what's that the yeah. last follow-up did <coughs> you guys break up and that's why there were no albums on epic or did epic drop you um no we broke up we broke up Actually, my contract, and I think maybe even Nathan's contract, with Epic stuck for a little while. Okay. But then we, everybody just sort of let that quietly dissipate. Um, no, they, they didn't. They didn't I, I mean, they made it very clear that if we were going to make another record, it was going to be a whole different yeah. ballgame. And by that point, it was like new metal and, you know, it was like corn and tool and on the on the heavy side on the heavy weird side it was like corn and tool and then on the pop side it was like boy bands and stuff so you know i, I don't know what we would have done on a major at that well point. this goes to this one does do, do you have any thoughts on to why rock music seems so much less popular with young people now than it did even a decade ago i don't know i mean a decade ago it was like retrograde right it was garage Right, so you had like oh, yeah, white, white stripes. stripes, black keys. Yeah, black keys I mean, are coming out with a new thing. Yeah, I know, and 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 those are some fucking great bands and great records, but it still was like taking an old thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, trap music is fresher. It is. It's I, just more creative. It's more I, psychedelic. It's, it's fun. more fun. It's I've been working with with some people doing that, like uh, this artist named Grandma, and uh -huh. just, yeah, younger people doing yeah. it, and it, it does have this great spirit to it. That's like it's more creative. Yeah, it's just where the energy is. Yeah, it's where the it's, it's all the that it is. Where yeah. the energy is, and and um, it's where the ideas are. You know, and whether whatever, I, I I'm always attracted to new ideas and 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 fresh sounds yeah. just like ooh, something that makes my brain tingle my ears sing, tingle and yeah. guitars don't you know you, you gotta be really special to to find a new a new uh facet well you just have to have music. great songs you have and to have so many people don't have great songs yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna do it on an acoustic guitar mm -hmm. It has to be a great song. Yeah, or you need I mean, to be saying, or you need to be saying something new with the guitar, which yeah, is tricky. At which this is point. tricky, honestly, too. Though, even if it's trap at this point, because trap isn't really new anymore no. either. So and that everything sounds like that, and that has to be great songs too. It yeah. always just has to be great songs. Yeah. you know, I think it's going to come back around to well, rock so. and roll well, too. I think, anyway, I think it all, people people it oscillates around. You need to take a break, and then it come, yeah. people come up with a re fresh sort of recombinant ideas. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I mean, there there's some good guitar music now. It's not popular, right? Well, who are some weird. of your favorite new acts? Um, this new Aldous Harding record has really crept under my, you know, like right into the little hole in the back of my skull. Um, you have a hole in the back of your skull. Mm, it just your feels like plug. I do. <laughs> yeah, my matrix plug. The matrix. Just feels like that's where things creep in. 
Yeah. That the, uh, uh, Autecker put out four records. These four like live. I don't know if they were improvised. I have no idea what they were doing, but they're crazy. Last year. Autecker. Yeah, Autecker. I, I need to get these names and check them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know. I've never heard of either of these. I really like the last Robin record. It's like a family listen. Just like mm-hmm. great, pop. great pop. You know, yeah. almost like house based pop. I like pop music. Yeah, too. me too. She's back on top. She's pop. amazing. I just love her. She's an artist. She's just like has, is tapped into whatever it is that makes me want to listen. There's a lot of records. I've been listening to a lot of good stuff. Those are the those are the things that come to mind though. Okay, and then. You were one of the first indie rock musicians to transition into film and TV score work. Do you have any tips for musicians who may be attempting to break into the field but don't know where to start? Yeah, find um, find some friends or make some friends who are um, at the same level as you working in other media, which is to say, like, find find a director find a partner find a director partner who's like just getting started out and just start making shit together or a writer or a cinematographer or whatever that is like find your find your crew yeah that's it like people i think overthink and and by people i mean myself you know over you you just overthink things it's like i do start you know like even with this podcast it's like we're just starting we're making this up like we don't know what we're doing we just bought some oracle decks you know and we got a helium tank on the way yeah there you go. today ehud said be more aggressive with your own stories like you know and then i'm like okay let me like chime in oh, yeah more. you got good ones you got good ones you know so like because i was just like laying back too much on the first two i guess sure so, well you're like well i'm yeah. the host these are my guests these uh, are the featured people but the whole point i mean people listen for the host yeah people want to talk to everybody like you don't listen to howard stern for like you yeah know, yeah, you want to hear everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good, you know, good mix. You got to get a mix. But yeah, so just, I agree with that. Just like. Find your team. Just Yeah. Like you don't have to overthink it. Keep it simple yeah. and, and make and create your, I hear create your own opportunities when you say 100%. that. Like just nobody's cre- coming. So nobody, just go out and do it. Nobody's coming. Yeah. By the way, nobody's yeah. coming. Nobody is coming. Nobody's going to call you to yeah. get like after you have made your demo. No one's calling. Make, make, your, make your mud pies. It could be Bob Dylan level. No one gives yeah, a fuck. You got to right. you got to give a fuck yeah. and you got to yeah, somehow make them give a fuck. I, like, I, I hit I, I hit and then <laughs> and then like chip through that brick wall brick wall over and over again. Yeah. Um, me too by the way too. That's how I know. Yeah. You know. The the other thing I would say is make sure if you're coming from a band background because we all start bands and making music as yeah. a kind of a fuck you to everybody else's rules, right? Mm-hmm. Like especially coming from punk it's like, well, don't tell us what to do. Right. Well, you better be the kind of personality who likes to be given direction if you're going to go into, into film. Into film. Yeah. Because that's the collaboration. I is, like it. Too. I love it. I, I like it now. I like the combination of the two. I like the combination yeah. you too. You scored something. Hell's with Kitchen. Your you remember that animated movie? I don't remember. What oh, it right, was. right, right, right. Yeah, the it gloaming. Was, something it was really wild thanks man yeah. i need to get that mo guitar back in mo in, guitar i have a mo guitar what? yeah they made a mo guitar i need to get the uh pedal thing it's great what is it can you describe it lou it, recommended you get that. lou yeah lou reed uh um he had one and um I'll tell that story where he told you that you, you need to buy this and then we went to Asheville. that's right and i went to Asheville, and and basically the mo guitar is uh 
It's basically like you know what an ebo is, mm-hmm. obviously. Like so, it's like an ebo on every every string resonates all the time, and so it's like it's an ebo for six strings. It's, yeah, dude. It's in, I've been literally, bro. It's incredible. When it's I like, first started getting into ebos, I was like, why don't they fucking make these for six strings? It's, I want it's, all the strings. Dude, it's in. get it's this. This is okay. it. It's it, and it's beyond that too because it, it you can decide how much uh, there. I um you know. Not to self-promote, but self-promote just the same. Like, there's on YouTube, there's a version of me doing Shock the Monkey, shot awesome. by uh, Anna Gabriel, yeah, yeah, Peter's yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it just with the Mo guitar and my voice. And you can, and that's a real good example of it because it sounds like layered. Because also, you can have just the guitar sound with the, with the underneath thing. It okay, does this all. Is great. This is very exciting, bro. It's uh, it's great. incredible, great. and it and it's yeah. real expensive. And then once and like I got that, it, two thousand dollars. No, no, it's like Spatial. it was like more. I think I can't remember. And I got it thirty five. Yeah, something maybe four something. I don't know, but I got it. And now you probably get one used. I don't know, but they don't make them anymore. Mm-hmm. So now uh, that costs even more. Maybe I I haven't looked it Why up. Why would they stop making something like that? I don't know because it's not a synthesizer either. It's a weird offshoot, like you know. But I texted Lou after I got it, and I was like, uh, I'm having buyer's remorse from this thing. And he, and he goes, and he just wrote back, like, why on earth would you? That thing is godly. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, he used the word godly, too. <laughs> so I was just like, you like, know. Okay, I'll take it from I'm you. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, and it, and it really is. It's a, it's a wonderful instrument. For you, it would be incredible. Oh, my God. For scor- yeah. so for, for scoring, it's like. I mean, that between so that and your, and your and vocals. character, and, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. And then there's also another setting on it where it's very muted. Everything's pizzicato. Uh-huh. Like it's like the opposite of resonant, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is also very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, between that and your vocal looping, and also your for your podcast, mm-hmm. you could have a segment with the Mo guitar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which would be wonderful. Non-vocal. Yeah. yeah. Rad. I remember that whole trip. That was pretty wild. Yeah, Asheville. And I got the Taurus pedals. And yeah, I had to, uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's see. And is there any unfinished business with Shudder to Think or any cool recordings from the proverbial archive that might be of interest for future release someday? What about to sneeze? To sneeze the answer to this is a sneeze, Jonathan Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Does that answer your question? Does that answer your John fucking Cohen. question, Jonathan Cohen? <laughs> um, the answer to that is I'm always writing Shudder to Think songs. Uh, just because that's a style that I is natural to me. Invented. Go on, say it. What's that? Invented. Invented. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so actually, the new record that I'm working on started as a bunch of so, so. I got this. I was working on some TV shows, and I got a Universal Audio Marshall like JCM plug-in. Mm-hmm. And the second I plugged my Les Paul into it, it sounded like Shudder to Think. Mm-hmm. And so... So now you're making something harder edge now. Well, I, I don't think it's going to wind up harder edge, but that's the way these ideas I'd came like out. I'd like to hear it like that. That'd be Yeah, dope. I know. It would be fun. Because it's like also like, it's cool to just go back and forth. Oh. And Adult Desire is more acoustic-y. Yeah, yeah. Like, you and, know, like, and, and more solitary, too. Yeah, and then so like to go... To, I've been thinking about opening it up. To open it up and like fucking rock out with that, you know, it'd be kind of cool vibes. So I sent all these... Uh, Not to just push like, for that. No, no, no it's okay. I'm, I, it's a, it's good. That's actually helpful. Yeah. I sent um, some of these sort of scratch ideas and parts to the band. And uh-huh. I was like, guys, 
these are shudder to think like the like this is shudder to think oh, music like, Colin, he's coming back with it i was like i was like come <laughs> on like let's do something and everybody was psyched but not i don't think it's gonna happen not everybody was enough. like yeah busy, everybody's they? busy Nathan like nathan's like... in sweden yeah. um Stu's down south adam adam's in la kevin's in new jersey i mean it would require some external force to make everybody prioritize it. It would need to be money or it would yeah. need to be the other thing I've been thinking about. And so I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just, put, I'll just make these, these will be my next record. And then, um, and, but then the other thing I've been thinking about, so there are a couple of things, a few things in Shutter Think World. So that, but I think it's just going to be a Craig Wedren record. Then um, I want to make a documentary or do a podcast. Um, I know, Shudder Think podcast, um, which I feel like is something where everybody could participate, and it wouldn't be like a drag on their time or lives. And then you could still sneak, like, get some songs out that way too. Yeah, you know, to like build something up that's new, mm -hmm. which I think would give everybody the enthusiasm and impetus to like mm -hmm. be excited about something new. Um, but so this idea of a documentary or a shutter to think movie would 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 create a framework for some new material this i got all of the um all of the discord multi-tracks digitized mm -hmm. and a lot of those records were just mixed poorly mm -hmm. um i really want to remix a lot of those records maybe even song by song and just do a song by song podcast which could, I don't know. I've got all these shudder to think ideas, but I think I'm probably the most enthusiastic about it because you really want to remix the past. Yeah, I do. Some of it. I have some of no it. desire. I for totally that. Like, get it. Iggy Everyone Pop tried it. to redo Raw Power, one, and it was so, like and, and put bass on it because you would think, oh, it needs bass. No, yeah, but then it sucked. I had an argument. It's the best record I, I ever without bass. And then, with, like, you know. I had an argument with Ian Mackay about exactly this. Yeah, it's like, and he was like, fucking, you know, do you what happened with? Raw fucking power. raw power yeah. i'm like i'm like dude. i'm glad he agrees he totally agreed. and that was his example he, I, I was yeah. like dude the album's called raw power yeah it's not called like um complex multifaceted song writing yeah right yeah, yeah. like the shutter to think records are song records they're yeah. not raw power records and yeah. they and and like the the way that we recorded and mixed some of them yeah. don't do the greatest service to the songs that we wrote I'm we just, just didn't know how to do it i'm interested in the past i'm interested in what's coming up next i agree with that i now. don't think they're mutually I'm into exclusive now and what's I don't think it's mutually exclusive well, how do you mean that well i just mean it's like i'm always working on new stuff yeah but i know like those songs feel very present tense to me you know like i don't feel like oh those songs those don't make any sense like i fucking love those songs yeah I, um, yeah they're great and i don't feel like but they sound great to me too like well maybe so i that, mean that's, it might, the, thing, that's like, the thing it might just be my thing and exactly, people have their own relationships the to them it's fucking with people's memories of them that's why i'm saying that's like it. that's why i'm saying like just go song by song I have that too, but not with songwriting. I think the podcast idea is a really good yeah. one, though, because I, I, I just, you know, and, and I know it's a cliche to start a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. We're on a podcast talking about podcasts yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Meta, but, meta, meta. But what's cool is the podcast is this ongoing form. That's right. It like feels, a documentary. It feels living. It feels like breathing. It, it, it closes it. And that's yeah, cool, yeah. a Netflix thing or something like that, yeah. and it would blow up the spot for a second. But a podcast is ongoing, yeah. creative. Yeah. That can like just keep blossoming. Like, I've had like this idea garden, for for know? many many years about living albums, albums that you like. Yeah. You you almost subscribe to where you're where you're just 
privy to the process, to the yeah. creative process, which is like what a, in a way, what a podcast is. It's like a yeah. live documentary in a way. Yeah. I think but that's, that's why, why they're so great or that's why people love them so much. That's why I think remixing this stuff song by song and having like a podcast around each song, it keeps it from being too precious or too like yeah. monumental. It's that's like, cool. It's like not dropping an entire record of that's like, this cool. is the way it was meant to yeah. be. It's like, no, here. I agree with you then. I in that way it's not it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, it's sort of like, okay, you know, we're talking about it. Who knows what everybody's memories are around these Yeah, and it would be interesting to talk about them and stuff like that and then have like here's the old version, here's the new version. Which do you like better? Maybe maybe you like the old version. And then fans can like chime in and be like, I fucking hate the new version and then that's fun. And fans can chime in and be like, remix this one next. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Which is fun. You can also go what Trent did. Uh, Reznor, where he just gave fans, I only do he, it ga- he gave fans the multi tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and here's like you guys yeah. mix it. Yeah, I, like I feel like that. that's more interesting with electronic music. Yeah, but it's and rock and roll. Uh, yeah, I mean that's really given people yeah, creative totally. freedom. Here's the raw materials. Yeah. let's see what you do guys it you can well. come up with. Yeah, yeah that's true. That you never be know. Well, that was the thing I discovered when we digitized this stuff. I was like, oh my god, that. The, just the basic sounds we recorded are just so much better than the shit that we put on it in like 1989 we were like put more gate on the snare yeah but the, I, li- I like I, I like I like gate on I like character. that 90s gate on that snare it's got character like, yeah. it's got charm and it you know yeah. it, it, it puts it in a, a sort of uh, era context but I don't know and I just I mean I got so many songs on my hard drive right now that I got to deal with you yeah know, I, find, I, I get find it a I get it well I mean that's like, why that's why this hasn't happened yet is yeah, because you I always privilege the new stuff so on into your photography stuff so you so I heard you talk yesterday about they got that film again for your Polaroid yes, and, so, yeah. and you got a bunch more I got of a that. box of it but it seems like my camera's fucked up so I gotta get a new camera well, that'll be I easy right Guy, on eBay or Guy, whatever yeah, yeah I can get one on eBay I think Guy from Fugazi is like hoarding a few of those uh-huh. in, in his house the cameras yeah and I'm sure and that, like, that's that's who originally gave yeah you he, the camera. Gave, he gave it to me and I thought maybe I had the memory wrong and I felt like a little uncomfortable putting it in my book but he 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 sent me an email last week he was like dude I just got the book I totally remember that I was like oh my god phew I didn't make up that's some cool word. what what like I'm a big Fugazi fan I've never met any of those guys mm. what are those guys mm. like wonderful lovely One, two, as you would three. expect Rapita. Rapita. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> Dude, me <laughs> too. I saw them I saw them at the masquerade in Atlanta back in the nineties. Like for five dollars or something. With them. It's possible. Masquerade was a cool club. Yeah. Like three levels, like yeah. heaven and hell and all it, that. It, it was so it was so Atlanta. There was so much Very, goth and so yeah. much like so what much bondage stuff. Spooky. Yeah. Heaven hell. Heaven hell, and there was like some freaky S N M vibes yeah, up yeah, in yeah. that place totally. too. Totally, it was Atlanta. No, it was but it was the, wild, but the, but dude. But the shows were great, and the fans were great. Like I always loved Atlanta. They're oh, yeah, freaks. Oh yeah, I lived there for like four or five years. Yeah, yeah. freaky, freaky. Yeah, the good, good. When rap. you toured with Fugazi, were you like huge fans? And like, the, how was that whole experience? Oh yeah, I mean we were, but Fugazi started right around the same time as yeah, as Shudder to Think. So I mean, it, it wasn't. We were sort of contemporaries. Um, I mean, they were Fugazi, and it was like... They were like the biggest... Yeah, in a it way, was like Ian from band. Minor Threat and Gee from Rites of Spring, and Rites of Spring are one of my favorite bands of all time, and Minor Threat are ridiculous. You know, so it was like, oh, Jesus. But also, um, I don't know. I mean, we would also bitch about them. Of course. You know, because you have ha- to. Yeah, you have you to if it's your label. Yeah. 
So, uh, what do you like better, L.A. or New York? Be honest. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're two sides of a coin. You know, I don't okay, really. Okay, but which do you like better? I don't. I don't prefer. <laughs> for now, like for now, for now, like having a kid and yeah. a family, I like LA. LA. Yeah. I like having a studio in my backyard. Yeah. Um, I love our community. So many of my friends had migrated out to LA. I like so LA like, a lot too. I keep trying to move out yeah. there, but it never takes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I love it. I mean, but, but I wouldn't want to go out there without a crew. Yeah. You know? um, I miss New York, but I don't. Uh, I was talking about it with my wife yesterday, and I was like, I don't, I, I don't really want to live here. No. Nah. And she was like, You don't want to live here now, but like when right. we're older, it'll be really fun. Like once the kids. She wants gone. to come back. Yeah. And and she's into film, right? She's into everything. She sort of she's she's been she's been the business side of our business mm -hmm. for the last few she, years. Does she manage you? I guess so. Kinda. I mean, it, she's not really a manager. She more, she more like holds down the fort, That's nuts cool. and bolts of the business stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, it was nice you know, to meet her yesterday. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's and she's a mother, and and a, she does all the practical shit. She does all the shit that I've been Call too. Call nine one one for you. She calls nine one one. She Has recognizes that I'm having a heart gr attack. Green arrows coming out of your she heart. She does all the stuff um, that she's like the earth to my sky. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, we're very complimentary, I think, in that way. And she's a tough lover. And she's a tough lover. So she doesn't she's hate it. I mean, my, my thing, my thing. She's a tough lover. lover. She'll she's take your heart, but you won't be <laughs> Wait, that's... Like no other. <laughs> that's an easy lover. She's not an easy lover. It's the opposite of that's tough Philip lover. That's Ba Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey. And, and, uh, Phil Collins. And Phil Collins. How the long films. have you guys been together? 20... We... We got together at my th um, at my thirtieth birthday party, I'll, but we'd been friends for like seven years before that. Um, so, and I'm turning fifty in August, so it'll be our twentieth anniversary, August fifteenth. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I and I mean, I this is not bullshit. I literally, never thought it could be possible to just like exponentially love someone more, but I really do. You know, like she's, she's, I don't know. She's, That's wonderful. She's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she'll be a constant puzzle to me, mm -hmm. which is part of what makes it lively. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck are you? Who, who, what? You know, but it's the, it's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, on that note. That's a good note, that's right? That's a good note to end it, man. Note. And, uh. I got to thank you for doing this. Oh man. my God. This was this so great. Was, this really is like great, Sunday man. morning. This, this is the way to fun. do it. Yeah. Brunch. So fun. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. Craig. Thanks guys. Really appreciate you being here. Dude. Me too. Yeah, man. Me too. And Ehud. Ehud. Ehud That's a wrap y'all. Episode three done and dusted. <laughs>